This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha! Remember me, old chum? Jolly devil. Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of THN Cover to Cover. We do it live every Saturday from 11 to noon Central Standard Time here in Ziggurat. My name is Matt Baum. Sitting across from me, Mr. Joe Patrick. Say hello to the kitties. Hey, it's me, Joe Patrick. She's like holding your head. Live here? Oh, there we go. Bam. Sorry about that. Here's how it works. You can call us live and play along, 402-819-4894, or you can click the Call Now button on our Facebook page. If you can't be here live, you can always leave a message at that phone number, or you can send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. We'll play it on the show. Yeah, uh, we will. That's how it works. We talk about all kinds of different stuff, news and whatnot, from all across the nerd spectrum. There is uh, the coronavirus has ruined con season. Yes. Emerald City Con is canceled. Postponed. <laughs> canceled. They're planning to reschedule it for the summer. Right. If when we're not all dead after, by then. After President Trump has saved us from the coronavirus. Yes, correct. <laughs> Which isn't that bad, from what I understand. It's not even that bad, you big baby. So quit dying. This Knock needs it off. to be pivoted, and I'm not going to touch it. Uh, it doesn't even need to be pivoted. Yes, it Maybe does. Fine. That's way too much of me, nah. and not nearly enough of you. We're fine. Pivot that shit, or I will. People want to see you. No, they don't. Sure they do. I don't even want to see me. Good. Matt likes to play the the but we also rhythms have a question of the week that we need to set up and this one it's a weird one it's not a weird one yeah it's weird it's gross it's it's not gross yeah it's gross everybody's gonna call us and talk about toilet reading and that's not I sit down on the toilet and there I read my comics (laughs) look like you haven't done it that's where I read all my comics a hundred percent of them I've said that for years most of my comics. This week's question was submitted by a new guy via the THN forums. With all the orange-tinted uncertainty in the world, sometimes you need to find stability in the things you can control. I'm lucky enough to work close to my local comic shop, so on Wednesdays over lunch, I walk over, pick up my new comics, and head straight for a nearby coffee shop. I order the same cinnamon roll and coffee and read through lunchtime. It's a nice little ritual that gives me something to look forward to every week. It also helps take my mind off the fact that there is a non-zero chance that we will all be vaporized by the hubris of global madmen. For the third the th- third time I got it right, I didn't immediately attribute to one madman. Yeah, there's several. Yeah. Madmen. Yeah. Yes. But we all know who it's going to be. Yeah. So uh, Elizabeth Warren's going to ruin <laughs> everything. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so do you have any comic or other nerdy rituals? Your yes, nerd rituals. I do. Okay. Or I did. I used to. Your before nerd comic rituals. We're before comics retailing beat the love of the industry out of me. We'll talk about, uh, are you scared to go to any comic conventions? Does the coronavirus have you spooked? Like, are you guys still planning on going when ECC comes back and whatnot? Uh, San Diego hasn't said anything. Yet. No, I mean, but it's not until like July, right? I suppose. Uh, the uh, the CDC is not like, yeah, this will be gone in the next few months. No, Don't I get worry it. About right. it. Uh, <laughs> there, I just saw some uh, posts from Carrie Nord's Twitter feed, or maybe it was Instagram. It doesn't matter. Uh, he went to a con in Italy this weekend, the most affected country on the planet. He's not scared. <laughs> isn't he from? Isn't he European? I don't know. I think he's a Euro. Thanks for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? 
JD got a cat? I didn't even have to ask. I think I have your phone number memorized by now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to rap about today, JD? Yet you never call me. It's true. I don't call. I don't call nobody. Yeah, man. I, I don't. I don't talk on the phone unless you want to talk to Matt Bomb. You call Matt Bomb. Otherwise, he ain't calling you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about Doctor Strange. Let's talk about Doctor Strange. Okay. Well, first of all, I just wanted to clarify. I heard your review of Strange Academy. Uh, magic went away in Jason Aaron's first run on the book. That's what uh, I thought. I remembered. Was, Did magic go away? I thought it was the, just the empiric, Doctor it was Strange. The empirical. No, the empirical was eliminating magic all over. Oh, that's, that's right. Why he that's was, right. Like, teaming up with, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch and Brother Voodoo, and they were like, like, uh, like running around trying to acquire what few magical items they could still get. Right. Right. Okay. That, that one fight with the <clears throat> magical airplane and stuff that was pretty cool, but uh, it, and they accomplished it. They got they wiped out everything. Hooray! And then he. I mean, not fought hooray. it back. I mean, that's bad. But <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, not uh, hooray. <laughs> Oh, but uh, when did it come back? Yes, yeah, so in that, that same run, or uh, yeah, well, yeah, it came back in that same run, and then, and then the the thing was strangest magic going away. What you were what you were talking about was beginning of Wade's run, and that was why he went to space, and that was actually the uh, magical accountant. I can't remember his name, but he was the the he was the, he was basically trying to stop Strange from. Uh, you know, racking up too much of a debt with the with the elder god. Oh right. yeah, I gotcha, right. gotcha. Wiped out his magic altogether, and then the strange was like, "Well, screw you! I'm going to go to space and <laughs> and new magic." And then he went and made a deal with like the worst demon in in the cosmos to get his hands back. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I, I've not gotten there yet. Oh so. shit! Sorry, spoilers. I forgot I wouldn't be on the app. Yeah, yet. well, the there, new the new okay, yet, uh, the new series is called like Surgeon Supreme. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, Spoiler. The, that's the selling point. He's of the book, doing right? it with his hands. I, I know <laughs> that he gets his hands back. I'm not sure how, but no, I where we uh, I just finished up. Uh, he just finished up uh, the Galactus, the the Herald Supreme arc. Mm-hmm. Right, that was fun. Galactus, that was uh, fun. Gets banished into the mystic realms and causes all sorts of craziness. I got to go back and read those. I got to go back and read the Jason Aaron run. They were a lot of fun. And the and the. Wade run. I read them here and there, and yeah. there's no reason why I shouldn't have been. No, it's a really up to date solid on those books. Doctor Strange, great creators. Run. Yeah, great art. Yeah, yeah. I, and, yeah. and I, I just Doctor Strange has I, never I, been a must read for a, me. I actually have a Lake House article that I'm putting together about Mark Wade's run, and oh, one of the things I say in there is I think Mark Wade's run excels when he keeps the arcs short. Yeah, if he lets an arc go a little too long, like I think he did with the space arc. Uh, it, 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 it flounders. Um, I think where he's he really even said is that in the single is in the single issue stories that happen between the arcs. Those are excellent. Right. If you go back and look at his flash run, it's full of like four issues here, yeah. two issues there. And then a lot of just single issue yeah. one. He's one always and done kind stories. of done that. And I think that maybe mm-hmm. the more modern trend of writing specifically to fill an amount of space, uh, Marvel got, Marvel got shit for it a ton in the early 2000s where they're just like, they're writing for the trade. This four issue arc yeah, is six I, issues for no reason. I don't have any problem with it. Uh, honestly. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as prevalent now, but maybe Wade's just never really adapted to that. I do think it keeps writers focused though. When they can say, this is going to be a four issue story. This is going to be a six issue story. And I know I'm doing this. I think it helps keep you really focused. Yeah, and then yeah, you get a breather. It's one thing, but ex- two or three but issues ex- or whatever. Expanding it, but, it, but, but drawing it out for that purpose alone 
I think is. Yeah, oh, I, I agree with that. Definitely. I don't think there's any reason to stretch it out more than we need to. Definitely. Right, right, right. Just for the sake of filling space. I mean, if you if you've got a three issue story and you intend it to be a three issue story, don't make it four to even out the page count. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Feel free to do a million tie-ins, though, if you need to. That, that's what those are for. <laughs> we love Everybody loves but, those. Everybody totally loves those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Let, uh, let's, thing, let's just put out a totally... The other thing I wanted totally to talk about was, uh, was... It seems like every time I call, we talk about MCU rumors. And uh, there was one I caught on a, some YouTube channel that I was... I, do, I very rarely get all, like, nerdy about accuracy but this one just drove me nuts because they were talking about the rumor that wolverine is going to show up in captain marvel 2 i don't buy it at all no not i don't even well, I, don't I don't buy either, it even a little bit that's neither here nor there you know because it was supposed to be henry cavill too and everyone knows he's signed in a contract on the witcher there's no way he would even yeah. have time and they came out but, and even said this uh, is fan <laughs> shit henry cavill henry cavill even said no nobody talked yeah. to me yeah i thought i read something no about one talking that this is fan shit only so yeah. stop it but and I, I lost my shit when I'm watching this video debunking it. And then they said, and one of the reasons why you know this isn't true is there's no reason for Wolverine to show up in Captain Marvel 2. He has no relationship with Carol Danvers. I mean, not really. Everybody is loosely related in the Marvel Universe. Well, no, they no, bumped no, no, into no, each no, other no, whatever. No. Wolverine mean, was, Logan was <clears throat> famously, canonically, in continuity, Carol Danvers' partner for a good portion of the, both their past. Oh, shit, is that right? He, when? He has the nickname Ace for her. When was that? Uh, uh, in publishing timeline or in yeah, yeah, character yeah. timeline? Well, was that in Kelly in Sue's run timeline, at some point? It was, right around, it was right around the same time she was binary is okay. when they were talking about it. I mean, they were it definitely... Was type, it was that thing that was like in Wolverine's past. So it was part of his like shady past. Binary was definitely around the X-Men a lot. I mean, there, there was a yeah, lot. Of, they yeah. were in she, space and yeah, she was she, there. I'll buy that. I mean, the whole rogue but, thing is part of why Carol Danvers and, you know, and then someone in the comments was like, well, that was Ms. Marvel. That's a different character. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And I just want to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was Warbird guy. Yeah. It was Warbird. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. That's really funny. No, but I mean, regardless of that, there's nothing in the comics that have dictated just about anything hardcore in the Marvel cinematic. You, they can do whatever they that's want. True. We're not going to see yeah. Wolverine in this neck in this movie. Shut up. Fanboy dork. Right. Uh, totally. As, uh, as an aside, do you think Captain Marvel two will be in the present day? Or do you think they'll fill in more of that I gap? I assume so. Well, because, I mean, there's a huge yeah. gap. There's like 30 years. There is. But at that same That's time, true. it's like, I don't think we can keep going back in time. I think we're at a point now yeah. where, and I just talked about this. Actually, it was at the dog park this morning, and there's a nerd there that talks to me about this stuff all the time. He watches the show, too. And he was like, I honestly feel like Marvel's going to have to do something to get me in the theaters again because the end of the Infinity War was such a good stop. Like, hard stop. Yeah. Here we go. I don't buy that shit for no. one second. Let me finish what he said. All right. And he went on to say, and now you're going to give us a bunch of, like, Black Widow is a prequel and stuff. If they give me a bunch of prequel mm -hmm. stuff, I don't know if I care as much. I need to, they need to set up something. Yeah. What happens afterwards? That's true. Where we well, go. I think, I think, and I don't think doing two prequels in a row yeah, is no. the answer. No, I think I it's think, a really bad I idea. I think Captain Marvel will be present day. I think 
Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision are going to do an amazing yeah, job I think of so setting up the next stage. In fact, they have actually said that there's rumors that we will get mutants from Falcon and Winter Soldier because Maybe. Omega Red is listed as a villain. Yeah. And, and also, like, Interesting. you can, this Eternals movie, you can do it. They can start 500 million years oh, ago. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This is the Eternals, and, oh, and yeah. they can be all over the place. They probably don't even experience time like we understand it or whatever. Well, true. You know, true. and that or is a could, place where you could fill in some gaps or whatever. Sure, I'll buy that, but don't do it with Captain Marvel. Or they could do what I talked about. To. They could also do what I talked about back when we were talking, having to talk about Marvel trying to replace mutants within humans in the comics. Mm-hmm. Is they could actually blend those origins mm-hmm. in the MCU. I don't want that. I don't want the creative. Well, but I mean, in the aspect of mutants. like trying to give some kind of explanation of why mutants suddenly appeared now, it could be sure, some sure, yeah. alien intervention that triggers the X gene. Yeah, I, think you, like, I think you just still do it really gently. You could even say like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has known about mutants for a while, but Charles Xavier agreed that he'd keep everybody I, quiet. You know? I, think that, <laughs> like, I think that they will yeah. probably come up with some explanation in a similar way that the Ultimate books did it. Where as opposed to the Marvel Universe we know from the comics, where like they've been around forever. They've been around for centuries. Uh, No, they in the ancient race of dogs, they were genetically engineered (laughs) by the government. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, they were they were the the attempts to recreate the super. Yeah, the X gene was created and that's how it got out. Right. Um, And I think that that's a way that they could say, hey, look, yeah, we did this thing. It's been top secret. Right. Yeah. we screwed up. We kept well, trying to keep it quiet. Just, they actually we gave him to Charles Xavier. He promised to control them. Now that, they're out of control. Uh, you know, something along those lines. Say that again, JD. Oh, I was just going to say, they just did something like that in the 616 with uh, that book with Wolverine and Captain America where they said Weapon X was directly from the Super Soldier Project. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Graham Morrison that did that, right? Yeah. With uh, yeah. Weapon Plus. Well, no, it Weapon was actually Plus. just a book. Uh, would have been about six months ago, seven months ago. But the idea. Yeah, yeah, no, I know the book, but, but the idea, Grant Morrison, yeah. I think, is the one that floated that idea with the Weapon Plus program, yes. where Weapon 1 was Captain right. America. Right. Weapon 10 was Wolverine. Right. Weapon whatever okay. was Deadpool. Um, but. Uh, Weapon, 13. Weapon 13 was Phantom X, right? Yeah. It's pronounced Phantom X. <laughs> He's Latino. Uh, no, he's French. He's French Latino. Oh, French Latino. Yeah, Phantom X. Latino. Phantom X. That was, who was it? I can't remember who it was. When we were talking about worst X-Men. Uh, oh, Phil Hester. Immediately, he would, like, responded, like, Phantom X. He is ridiculous. I hate that character. <laughs> like, uh, I love him. I love he him. Like, he was like, Grant Morrison being Grant Morrison, just stop it. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I, I think Phantom X may have been Weapon 12, because Weapon, thir- like Weapon 13 was the scary monster they were, they were trying to kill. Oh, uh, that's right, yeah. So he yeah. may have been like the previous one. Which one is Weapon Hulk? Oh, that's, you mean uh, Weapon H. Yeah. That's a different one. Weapon yeah, H. that's the letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different, different stuff. Weapon A, <laughs> Weapon B. Yeah, it was now a different, totally different project. Hulk, Hulk Vereen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? JD, I'm going to open the phone lines. It's been a little bit here, but it's good to talk All to right, you, man. Well, I just real, real quick, I want to say my, my nerdy ritual is uh, every Saturday I call a couple of chuckle fucks and we talk about comics. They sound like real assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Dorks. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Guys, uh, want to give a shout out to the people in the chat. We've got Stately Lord Fungus and Kiwi 2 watching us live. Hey, all right. Joe hey, Rankley, Patrick Kavanaugh, Hugo, I assume, and Jonathan DeVerdick, Adam Wednesday, Eric Burner. 
I don't think, uh, just to finish that thought we were talking about, I don't think it's far of a reach at all for them to say that, yeah, in the Marvel Universe, Cap was weapon one or whatever. Sure, yeah. And there was a shadow project that went on from there. And I think that that, that's what they'll probably do because the MCU... That's a lot like, neater and cleaner than like, oh, they snapped the fingers and it changed reality or something. Yeah. You know, like, like their thing is a lot more down to earth. Definitely. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? It's Brian Domingos. Good morning, Brian Hello. Domingos. Good morning, guys. What are we rapping about today, sir? Well, I got a couple things. Okay. Um, one thing that I forgot to mention um, or talk about last week that you guys had talked about on the the regular show was the Dan DiDio thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I, I know that there was that article and I got a, I just kind of glanced at it on the beat about the, the crossovers and all that stuff and how they weren't great. Um, I, but I also think it's connected to the Liam Sharp comment where he said, where people were, you know, dogpiling on me. He, Dan DiDio took the blame for everything. It's true. Right. You know, he, he, he was their back. sin eater. So, definitely. Uh, so I think that, I do think that there's a lot of like, He's eating the shit of that thing didn't work. That little story arc, that Superman crossover for three issues, you know, right. hell on earth didn't work. But, you know, oh, it's just blame me. You know, I, hell I don't think on he, earth, technically. He, there was an apostrophe. I don't, I don't <laughs> believe that he was, he's not a dictator. You know, like, I don't think that he was a, this is the story we're doing. This is what we want to do. I think it was just, guys, do what we're going to do. Some stuff's going to work. Some stuff doesn't. But they're going to blame me and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm I'm the guy who's going to take the hit. I don't disagree with that either. I think a lot of that stuff probably was ideas that were bounced around by the storytellers and whatnot. And Didio, maybe if he's guilty of anything, he's guilty of green lighting too much. I think he was like, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do that little spinoff thing that no one's going to care about or remember or will turn out to be terrible. You know, I mean, but there's also the idea he was working and still, I guess it hasn't changed, but he was working in, a time where market dominance is like the most important thing. That means you got to throw books out there and maybe they were, it was just a matter of like ideas. We need them. Now we're going to print it. It's already a go. Give it to me. What do you got? You know? And yeah, hard to blame him for that because that's the nature of what Marvel and DC do. I hope it's going to change or become more focused maybe. So we're not just printing crap to print crap, but I, how often I is that? that how long has that been going on? But I think the problem is that there is a there is a market at least, and 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 it's that weird distinction of like you guys talked about of there is a market of retailers who buy that Marvel shit in droves. Yeah, they mm-hmm. buy tens of thousands of things over a year that nobody wants. But because they might be able to sell a one and two hundred and fifty variant for eighty bucks, right. they're gonna that's take, true. They're gonna jump in. That's absolutely and true. And those and those orders are what push that market thing up. Yeah. I mean you it's know, like it's, it's easy it's, for us to blame so guys like Dan DeDio or blame DC or blame Marvel, but this shit sells. If it didn't well, work, they would never do it. Again, well, it's, I think yeah, it, it doesn't sell to people. Not right. Necessarily. We're not right. we're not talking about actual sales. We're I talking agree. about like yeah. that's still what what made it to the shelf. That's still getting ordered. It's getting yeah. ordered. It's getting ordered, but it's a it's a false positive. It's it's not a good indicator. It can't always be a false positive though, or every comic book store would be closed. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them have closed, yes. Yeah. But I mean it can't always be a false positive. This shit is still being ordered. 
You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's a rollicking success. There's just, there's, there's something to it where it's unfortunately, like, I mean, I would love that. Like, I like the, you know, Marvel or DC's like 50, 50 variants. You know, I think if you, you know, you really like that doc Shanner variant, you really want that, that, you know, this month has a Dustin new flash cover. You're like, I've never seen him drop flash. Like, that's great. You know, like stuff like that. Like it's, it's not speculation. It's not anything. It's just, Sure. Hey, that's kind of cool. And like, if that's your I, jam, like, that. like if look, if people want to collect that shit and pay that amount for them, great. Feel free. But I mean, I the, mean these, he's just talking about even split. Right. Or like, well, I, it's I, like I, the cardstock covers. DC's been doing these cardstock covers for like an extra buck or something. Right. And there's no like gate. No. To how you can order them. You can and just that's so, fine. If you think you if you want to if you think. You your store can sell nothing but cardstock covers. Then feel free. Sure. Um, it's just a, it's just as it's just DC saying, hey, we have this other thing. I'll take it to the to one in two hundred, one in five hundred variant. If your store can sell that to a guy, by all means, do it. Yeah. I mean, fine. Whereas I think Marvel that like, doesn't make that book a success necessarily because you ordered five hundred copies. Yeah. You know, well, and, but that's the that's the thing. They they sold there were a thousand of those one in five hundreds ordered mm-hmm. right and so so that is a huge infl- of an inflated number that those are going to be 25 cent books i can't do that math but that's 500 million comics i think right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. i mean it was it's like i think it's 5.2 billion yeah, i think you're but right you know i don't know if that, that's a that, real number brian yeah. honestly i'm an, I'm an accountant so that's, <laughs> um, that's you know but that's the problem like your question of you know maybe without dan didio they're not going to do that like they are going to do it because of course. they have to chase it that. wasn't they're like chasing an inflated number which is unfair and right. dan didio does not dictate variant covers that's not no. his job no that's right. a there's a sales team behind that shit. That is why I that is why I would blame him for the creative shit that sucked. Well, yeah, the buck stopped with him. That is when yeah, Jim Lee, but job. nobody ever blamed Jim Lee. Yeah, and I think it's just because Jim Lee was so quiet. Now Jim Lee is going to get the blame whether he likes it or not. <laughs> that's true. I mean, well, he got the he got the blame already. Uh, I don't know if you followed that so stupid uh, oh, yeah. nonsense with oh uh, the Doug to Apple thing. Yes, yeah. I, I I mean I feel badly that I like I loved like some of the books he did yeah, same years ago not it was great was stuff just he just turned out asshole. to be a shithead um oh my god but him he's already blaming jim lee for sean murphy getting a sweetheart deal through dc and then being like oh i should probably not do a cover for that guy yeah and then backing out and saying oh it was you know <laughs> probably sort of implying that someone at DC said I can't do it. I and will give like I will give props to Jim Lee that he came out and did something that he never does and just tweeted right back at him and said, it's like, I don't have the slightest clue what you're yeah, talking about. I'm sorry, Doug. Yeah. I did not. Shut down. <laughs> right. That's that. Right. And he's like, well, Sean Murphy told me you did. Okay. No, he didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then the next thing is like, I need to issue an apology to Jim Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I liked that a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, one of the things, uh, Joe, you wanted more uh, people talking about things that they like. Oh, yeah. You talked about it last week. Sure. Um, so I uh, I am all caught up on Hellblazer, and it's just that, that old. It, it feels like it's 1997, Hellblazer. Oh, nice. Like it's that. It is that really great. Like, it is really great. You know, kind of. He's, he's so he's funny, and, like, and they do this really interesting thing where he's, there's a lot of asides. Where in they're like they're lettered differently, like a little smaller and like lowercase, and like he's because he's you know never he's a shit talker, so he's right. never not talking, right? So it's like 
he's like, oh, rah, 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 like grumbling under his breath. And it's in the, the, uh, the word balloons. And it's, it's just like the first issue I was a little slow on the first time I did it, but I kind of plowed through and, um, it's definitely worth it if you like old. It's this is great. the guy that I everybody do. wanted when they hated seeing him 30 years old in the new 52. At the same time, though, I think it, it's, Simon, it's Cy Spurrier, right? He's doing it? Simon Spurrier? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think he has done a great job of taking what we loved about the character and still making it feel fresh and new without losing anything. Whereas DC kept taking Hellblazer and going, look, he's in the DCU. It's your guy. He's got the trench coat and everything. You know, yeah. like, and, and that's fine, whatever, but we lost something and now they, they've brought it to the point where it's like yeah this is still your same old crotchety you know hellblazer who understands that every time you do magic there's a horrible deal involved <laughs> you know but it does feel fresh and it feels like a good new take on him as well and i'm loving it totally loving it i need, yeah, get, I need to get true. caught up it's only a few issues in right yeah, I think it's like six four. or seven. Yeah, four. Yeah. Is it four? Because there, there was, was a, there oh, was a special, right. and then yeah, yeah, there was a special and stuff like that. Right. So yeah, it's great. Special, and then and and they're doing like three or four. I think two or three issue arcs. So it's going to be little like hits of things, and they have this really great artist in issue four, and um, John gets you know all cleaned up, and he looks all snazzy, and there's that phone, there's like a demon phone that like talks shit to him, which yeah. is just like <laughs> it's funny. great. Um, and then I got caught up on the second Lucifer trade, um, which I felt like it was a little slow going. But by the end, I was like, Dan Waters, like, I don't know what I was thinking. I should have I, I should have stuck with it, like mentally, because you get to the like the final issues and all the things start to click together. And, and Lucifer's like looking at you from the page and you're like, he was he was going to do this the whole time. But like, you can just it, it is a very traditional <laughs> um, Lucifer screwed everybody story, which is the best kind of Lucifer story. I have fallen off of that, I, but, but maybe I should. I remember enjoying the first issue, yeah. the special, the the intro special when we when you reviewed it on the yeah. show, but I think I remember you being kind of lukewarm on it. I don't recall, honestly. I remember I didn't read past issue two, and I don't think it was a matter of, like, I hate this, but I think it was a matter of I don't care about this, maybe. It, I, you know what I mean? Was him, it's him in some sort of, he's got, like, the long beard and the long hair, and right. he's, like, an amnesiac in some sort of like afterlife. And yeah. All right. The first arc is, is him getting out of that with all these like side stories to go. And then in that really great thing where they, all the stories like dovetail together and yeah. then you realize like, Oh, that guy had to do those crazy things in issue two that didn't seem important. Okay. So I just maybe need to stick with it a little more and I bet I would like it too. I love the old Lucifer series. I adore it. Yeah. I, I would, oh, I would try so it again and see, and see what you think. Um, <clears throat> I hate and, the TV um, show. <laughs> I couldn't hate the TV show more. <laughs> it's, it's so offensive as like, why would you do that? Like, like I don't understand. I get why people like, like it. And it's like, is it a bad show? It's, it's a bad, it's a, it's a bad I, adaptation of the character. Yes. Yeah. And it's just so if lazy. We're saying, like, it's from the pages of Sandman. It's so goddamn no. lazy yeah, right. where they're like, what do we do? I don't know. People like uh, cop shows where they buddy up with a writer or somebody else. Why not lose a yeah, But you know what? I will say though, that he shows up. He's an ice cream man. She's a hard nosed cop. You know, like fuck off. He shows up for five. <laughs> seconds in the crisis on infinite earth crossover and it was pretty it was a it was a treat i think it's like amazon is picking it up or something because it got canceled or no it moved to netflix oh moved to netflix yeah. that's mm -hmm. whatever brian we're gonna open the phone lines because we've had you here for a little bit and you're hogging the whole goddamn show yeah that's okay all, all right, right have a good day <laughs> you too, right, brian. love you buddy 
Um, that I, I had, we got cut off on a thought that we were having and I totally forget now what it was I was going to. It's great radio. I apologize. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Phone line is open 402-819-4894. Uh, we were talking about, on the regular show, we were talking about how Jim Lee came out and said that G5 is not a reboot. Yeah. And you were talking about how they were sort of, you just read Flash 750. I just read it as well. Like this morning, I read it when I got up. And I liked it. And I kind of see where they're going with this. If it's not going to be a reboot, I want to talk about it more in a minute. Okay. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? Hey, resident Aquaman super fan, Patrick. Good morning, hey, Patrick. How nice are we of today? you to drag your carcass out of bed to call us for a change. Jeez, yeah. Normally, <sighs> yeah, there's, yeah, no, there's like voicemails. Like crack a two or three at your house, right? And you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> Drain the blood out of your eyes and see what's wrong with the world today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what isn't wrong with the world today? <laughs> what do you want to rap about, buddy? Uh, I was I was uh, calling for the question of the week. Okay. Um, weird rituals. You know, when I first heard this, like, I don't know if I really have one. I mean, I go to I go to the the comic shops on Wednesday, but like that's I mean, that's not very f- interesting. <laughs> like everybody does that. Sure. Uh, or a lot of people do that. But uh, but I was thinking uh, I, I I do have one ritual that that happens uh, every couple months, um, and that is that is the merging. Uh, so I have gross. Um, so yeah, it's it is it is gross. I get real sweaty. It sounds like it itches. Um, so my 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 comic collection has to be in it has to be organized. It okay. just has to be right. Um, and I right now I'm sitting on about forty five long boxes. <laughs> call me so, when you hit ninety. <laughs> what? It's a call me oh, when you yeah. hit ninety. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying it's a, like I can't I can't put stuff in there every week. Right. You know, it's like, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, before I got the, the shelves, like they were stacked on each other. Right. So that like getting to the bottom, it gets an ordeal. So sure. I have, uh, you know, my, my whole boxes. So there's, they're organized within themselves. And then every two or three months when they get full, it's like, well, it's time. It's time for the merging when I have to take my side stock and merge it into the main stock. Right. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's, I guess that's the closest thing I have to a ritual. That works. That's a, no, that's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally get it. I used uh, to do that too. Right. Like I would have a long box of stuff and after I read it, I stuff would go into the long box alphabetized. Right. Right. So I'd be like, I just read my X-Men comics. It go under X or I just read cap a C whatever. And then when that long box is full, it's time to go through it, decide who lives and who dies, what stays, you know, and yeah. what goes back to the shop and whatever stays, goes down into the collection you know and i would normally i would be like yep fill up the long box do my thing uh sometimes it would end up being three or four long boxes (laughs) because i didn't have time to do that it's a big deal it it takes like a day yeah i mean it's a filing it's a whole filing system it takes time you know i mean if you just you're just some asshole that throws your stuff into boxes i would argue you're not even collecting what you're just making piles of shit that's all you're doing at that point yeah you're just hoarding what's the point yeah that's how I did it. There you go. You're a, no, you're a you're monster. You're a horrible person. Yeah. Uh, hey, I don't, do no it. I, mean, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> well, Patrick, thank you for your weird ritual. That was good. Uh, yeah, yep. That's, uh, that's it. All right, buddy. Always nice to talk All to right. you. Tune in several yeah. times a week for Patrick's Titan Comics pressing content. That's right. That's right. Exclusively on 2 slash YouTube.com. I don't think anybody else is really doing shit like this. I looked around, and I, and I think Patrick's kind of the only one doing this stuff. He's cornered the market. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's true. 
Let's just say it. But yeah. No, you're the only okay. one doing it. You're the only one. You're the only person on YouTube. There we go. Right. <laughs> All right. Good to Titan talk Comic to you. Pressing, the only video available on YouTube. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, Patrick. <laughs> I am the only content creator on YouTube. That's yes. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. The rest <laughs> right. of it's just all repost bullshit. <laughs> right. We'll talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> all right, ladies. See ya. Bye. Uh, the Flash. So uh, we were talking about how we are gently, not even gently, there are different timelines that exist right on top of Overlapping. each other. Yeah. Does any of this worry you with the coming of this generations thing? And we've got fucking Wally in the Mobius chair and he's got some Dr. Manhattan powers. Does any of this worry you that it's going to be more Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan bullshit? Uh, I mean, no, I don't think the generation stuff is going to have anything to do with Watchmen. I mean, I Other hope than not. the fact I hope that not. he's been empowered. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, uh, take Dr. Manhattan out of the equation as a, as a character. Right. Wally's been empowered by the entity that fucked up the timeline to begin with. Sure. And now it's his mission to fix it. What, and we will find out what that means. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who does? Hey guys, it's Frank. Hey Frank. What's How are you doing? You started the hey, Chris Claremont on. documentary I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I'm going to talk about that next time, though. Okay. He's going to do a review. Watching it. It's good. We'll talk about no, it next time. I've, yeah, got to, I've got a little bit of beef with it, but you'll see. Oh, okay. I think you'll see it, too. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I just wanted to call to say a couple things. You know, first of all, um, I just watched, like, two episodes of Batman Brave and the Bold with my son the other day. They're great. And that, show, that show gets better and better every time I they're watch great. it. They're I, I great. I wasn't, I'll tell you, I wasn't a fan. When it first At the appeared, time, yeah. I, I because you know we just came off bat the Batman, which sure. actually ended phenomenally, <clears throat> and then then they start with this, and I'm like, oh, this is like it's too tongue in cheek. But I like every time I watch it, I'm like, no, yeah. this, is this is great. I did not like the better. Batman at all. I I, I couldn't. I, like I I could not get past the Juggalo Joker. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Oh Hated, it. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. It was just like a I, little you know too like. Hey, what if Batman was super cool and extreme for five years ago? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's fine. Like, I, that's I, I admit fully that that is my own hangup, and I know that that show probably yeah, had its fans. Uh, I guess for me, at the time that those came out, I like immediately looked at it and went, "This isn't Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, this isn't Justice oh, yeah. League Unlimited. Oh, yeah. What is this horse shit? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I've seen a few episodes of Batman: The Brave and the Bold, and it is a delight. Yeah, the Brave and the delight. Bold stuff was fantastic because it was it was just fun. It gets so good. It's yeah, so good. And you know what? The, the, their design for Superman is absolutely fantastic. He's got he's got this weird bent nose. He, he's got this like he's got this voice. You know, like kind of like. Um, What's his name? Kind of like George Reeve at the same time as, you know, a little bit like the one. Oh, I can't remember the guy's the actor's name that did the 60s version of Superman uh, in the cartoon. But it's oh, like kind of like that. Max Fleischer? You know, it's just no, 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 no. Not the not the Fleischer ones. It was it was um, Filmation did them back in. the Right. Like, yeah. Oh, gotcha. The, later know? on. Okay. A, a lot yeah. of a lot of those were like. Pretty cribbed from comic art, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Marvel yeah. ones, at least, were um, the Superman one. It was full on animated. Yeah. yeah, the Marvel ones they just like literally yeah. cut out comic book stuff and moved it. Around. It would have probably been in the style of like <laughs> Kurt Swan, Kurt Swan or Wayne Boring, who would have been the the yeah. the, the definitive cool. artist at the time. Yeah, but I mean, I would love to see. I would love to see them put out. I would love to get those Marvel 
animations from the 60s on on a DVD somewhere, but because any copies I've seen are horrible. There's oh, a, yeah, actually some so really good ones on YouTube. You can find them. Really? Yeah. Oh, there are some really good out. ones. Uh, because, like, I li- I lifted some of the sound effects and stuff for our show, and I was surprised, but yeah. there's some really good versions mm. of them up there. Oh, okay. Cool. Back in my convention going... <clears throat> Back, back oh, yeah, in my okay. convention going days, like that stuff was like all the rage at the bootleg tables. Oh yeah, oh, bootleg yeah. VHS, baby. Yeah, yeah. and I oh man, I remember when the bootleggers started using DVDs. It was like a brand new world. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would be like here's every <laughs> here's every weird Marvel uh, cartoon where they just took the they took a piece of like George Tuska artwork and animated <laughs> yeah. the mouth. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was great. There's it like a great. Submariner one yeah. where he punches. Uh, I want to say it's Doctor Doom. I can't remember, but it's like the Submariner, and he's all mad, and he's standing with his fist like this, and oh he's God. like, "Now you will feel the might <laughs> of Submariner." And then they just zoom in on his fist, and it says, "Bam!" <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he just punched the hell out of that. It dude. was so great. It was so it's such, so badly done, but so great. Yeah. And you know that shit was getting done. As cheaply as they can get it done. Oh, somewhere, yeah, man. Absolutely. Like blocks from the Marvel office. They're like, how much can animation cost? Let's throw 20 bucks at the project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> so sorry, Frank. You were going to say something Great. else. <clears throat> oh, yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about, I just, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it because it's spoilers. I just want to mention it is, and then I'll go, uh, is the heartbreak that is Picard. Oh. oh. Not bad. Not the bad way. Not in a bad it's way. It's wonderful. I'm loving the show. It's wonderful. Oh. But like, oh my God, the the the, the heart, the, the moments of heartbreak that happen. I'm just like, no. You know, you're yeah. just watching it and just like, oh. But, um, when the show is all over, when the show is done, I'm going to give it about a, 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 a two week period for everybody to catch up on it and I'll call in and talk about my yeah, favorite It's part. so wonderful. Uh, it this, is so wonderful. This week's episode I'm, I'm in particular so yeah. just had me like I, I like I was a bubbling babbling Not even mess. like sad stuff going oh, on I, but I was just no, like oh, I was just like <laughs> <laughs> He said the thing, and they yeah. played the thing. Like and his old friend. He's right there, oh and he's got God. a piece Every, of it. There, like, this second half has just been, like, so much better than the first half. It's, like, gotten better and better and better. And I'm just like... I haven't, it, I haven't oh had God, a problem with any of it. Oh, it, gonna, it, took him, it took him too many episodes to get going. It, I will agree that it took uh, too many episodes for him to get going. I, I really didn't have a problem That's with a Star it. Star Trek problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. That's a very That's typical Star Trek, Star Trek thing. Trek. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of slow burn, and then you get the rolling action, and then the end. You know? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it yeah. so much. I'm I'm very mm-hmm. pleased with oh, how it's absolutely. turned out. Wonderful stuff. Uh, and I, yeah. like, I just, I don't know how they're going to make it work. I don't know how it'll happen. I'm just putting it out there in the universe. Please bring Q back in Shut season up. two. God, <laughs> please bring Q back um, for season I, I two. I have a feeling. I have a feeling next season we'll see yeah. Q. I have a feeling. Why? Why would you not want to see that? I don't need Q. I don't need Q. I, I would argue I, Q is an artifact that was of the original Star Trek that they oh, yeah. put into the next generation. That was fun. Yeah. At the time, I don't need it anymore. I don't I need, need it happening again. I, 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 I think I would love to see Q and I would love to see him show up the way exactly the way John Delancey looks. No makeup, no none, none of the no visual effects, and, and just look at Picard and go. Well, you know, I didn't want you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. For the exact you same know? reason, he'd show up on the, on the bridge wearing a uniform. It's like, yeah, I'm one of you. Yeah, I don't need it. It's yeah, Star it Trek's Mr. So Mitchell Plick. I love Whatever his name is, I don't need it. I mean, I recently heard uh, I recently heard an interview with John Delancey, and it was it was it was really very very interesting. And I wish I could tell you where I heard it. Um, he did an interview with somebody on a podcast, and I cannot remember who it was. 
but uh, he talked about his how he got into acting and how and, and everything and how much he loves Star Trek and he's doing all these things. He did not mention Picard, so I don't know mm. if, if if they've approached him or not. But you know, he's a really interesting guy. I really like I really like him as an actor. And yeah, I, 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 I do too. I liked back. him as Q. I just don't need it again. I'm <laughs> done with it. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have a dead heart. You have a cool dead heart. All right, Frank. You good to talk to you, man. Guy. All right, guys. See you later, buddy. Good, good to talk to you. Take it easy. You Bye. too. On the subject of Adam Strange, we were talking about, we reviewed it earlier this week, and we both liked it a lot, mm-hmm. why it was Black Label. And John Tverdick, who is too much of a coward to ever call in, but tweets at us every once in a while and texts me personally to have his own cover to cover, which I explain <laughs> that's not how it works, you know, brought up a good point that they put it in Black Label just because they are trying to artificially import inflate the importance of Black Label and get alkylades and they truly believe this is going to win awards. And that's the only reason it's there. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who dis? This is Ethan. <laughs> Good morning, Ethan. How are we today? Hello, Ethan. Very musical. I'm, I, I'm here to brighten your morning. <laughs> that's all we could ask for, brother. Brighten it While up. I give depressing news, I don't know if you guys have already talked about it, but did you guys see about uh, Emerald City getting canceled? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. We yeah. talked about it briefly. Um, you got to do it. Seattle is in a bad place right now. Right. Okay. And we can't be like, hey, creators and nerds from across the globe. People who are. Come and possibly get the coronavirus. Famously immunocompromised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a bad idea. What do you mean? All the people coming out of their basements once a year to right. you know, gather around. Right. You know. Put on costumes that are all sweaty and disgusting. Exactly. And close up to people. How, how does that make them susceptible? And go buy a bunch of physical product that everyone is touching and sweating on yeah yeah, yeah right great idea they they had to do it they had to do it and it makes sense and i'm glad they're getting out ahead of it you know like washington is not a battle zone yet it's not the walking dead up there but they are in a precarious position where shit could spin out of control pretty quick so yeah let's not take any chances uh jason Sachs is going to talk about that a little bit in his call oh foreshadowing. oh good <laughs> okay. yeah that's actually where i got to meet jason was uh last year because i live over in spokane and so does uh adam wednesday um adam wednesday actually works at my comic book shop oh nice but anyway so we're pretty bummed adam's super bummed because it's like his one vacation of the year and it just <laughs> totally ruins it. So it's a huge bummer, but Emerald City is one I would like to go to. I've never been to that one. Uh Adam posted something in the chat earlier. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was Joe Rankley. Uh Joe Rankley said I was really looking forward to Emerald City. Uh last year StubHub sent me a kids ticket instead of an adult ticket. They said it was my fault and then Adam <laughs> and then Adam said that's just an opportunity to cosplay as three kids wearing a trench coat. Sure. Trying to be an adult. <laughs> That is awesome. But well, it, but they're going to reschedule it, from what I understand. City, I was uh, I I've been trying to get through. So two years ago, I bought I saw Terry Moore there, and uh, I bought everything that was at his desk because I've heard great things and I wanted to support him. Especially yeah, independent. Terry so Moore's bought, great. Literally, I'm like, well, um, how about I just buy every book? And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, just everything. And then so he signed. He started crying. <laughs> like, so, Terry, <laughs> Terry, it, it settled down. Like, he, was to, uh, <laughs> he was coming this year again. I was like, I haven't read any of that, so I better do that so I can actually, like, give him my opinion. But anyway, so I've been 
trying to blast through Strangers in Paradise, and I was just seeing if you guys ever uh, got through Strangers in Paradise and what your opinion was. Yeah, I yeah, love I it. love Strangers in Paradise. Absolutely love it. Um, I, I've loved everything Terry Moore has done. Uh, I didn't finish Rachel Rising. I did, and um, it was great. But I loved Echo. I loved Echo, uh, which was like the more sci-fi superhero Echo was one fantastic. they did. Um, and now this new series, uh, Seven Days, is all of them together. Yeah, I haven't read that yet. It's awesome. I haven't read any it's of that It's great. Yet. Yeah. And it's like, here's Kachu, and she's going to Russia on some top secret mission because she's got a shady past and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and, oh, also, here's a girl that comes back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, yep, that's <laughs> how it goes. Well, I mean, big deal. Like, look at any other combined universe, all the weird sure, dumb right. shit that's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 You know, like, why not? Why can't Terry do it, too? Feel yeah, free. Yeah, and the whole crux of the story is the shit that got invented uh, during Echo. Right. Uh, this, uh, I don't remember, it's some sort of bomb that, uh, with a new element or something uh it's definitely going to wipe out all life on earth uh if we don't get our shit together very quickly love it <laughs> uh, yeah i gotta catch up on that but yeah strangers in paradise is great i really love it uh i when i went into it i wasn't expecting it how far in are you so i'm uh on the fourth like volume so i'm a little past halfway so okay so you've gotten a sense that there's like it's taking the turn there's like a <laughs> there's like a crime conspiracy yeah. simmering in the background like i didn't expect yeah. that when i went into the book um it was almost over by the time i started reading it um but yeah i really enjoyed it yeah it's fun stuff you're in yeah, for a treat I really can't stop reading that now and it's it's really impressive because how long ago he started it that you have this you know white straight guy that's able to write like these two um complicated like lesbian relationship yeah, absolutely like, but and it's so dated that it's it's not cringy at all either so i'm just extremely impressed with his uh ability to like pull that off in like a meaningful way especially because he had to be pretty young too so i'm like how does he have all these like experiences with complicated relationships especially when you're talking about like women so i haven't even thought about it like that but yeah strangers in paradise is actually held up really well Mm -hmm. i mean and that's not to say that there's a lot of like offensive crap out there that didn't but like it can be it can come off as very dated or like yeah this is how dudes used to write uh, women or whatever people's perceptions of Mm -hmm. of things change i would argue uh, terry moore and greg rucka are two of the probably best at that like creators if you go back and look as far back they've been writing as i can think of in their careers they've been writing strong heroines and that writing still holds up very well i agree it's hard to find definitely that. yeah hard to find that. and his cartooning is great like there's some just like panels of facial work because it's almost entirely talking heads right and right the, he keeps it so interesting still and there's some panels that i'm just like man i've never even seen someone draw. like there's one panel that stuck out to me it was just a silent kachu like smoking a cigarette but blowing it out like through her nose like a dragon and it was like the most interesting tiny little silent panel of just her head doing that and so i was like man he's just he's just next level i wish that he had more uh notoriety but obviously because he's been doing his own thing forever but he's he's fantastic so yeah well, and i think that it's he's a creator's creator i think it's great he that he um he got a foothold relatively early in the indie comics boom mm-hmm. uh there was a huge indie boom in the 80s but there was and then there was also a bust um 
And then when indie comics started coming back in a big way in the 90s, like he got his toehold in there early. Same with like um, Jeff Smith. Yeah. With Bone uh, and and that sort of thing. And um, yeah, he was he built a, a solid audience and he's not like some of these independent creators we see today where it's like, what did that guy do? What did he write? Where's he been? Right. You know, it's like, yeah, Terry Moore. He has been able to produce a consistent. Well, there were two ways to do it, though. You either went for your flash in the pan thing that's going to be an image comics and could be famous for a year. Or it was a war of attrition where you just said, I'm going to keep putting it out and putting it out because I know that it's quality and I believe in it. And you will slowly build a fan base. And he did. He just survived. Well, and he had the juice. He, He started it. He had the juice. I he, agree. He had the juice. to. <laughs> he started it from his own company, Abstract Studios. Right. And then it did go to Image. Briefly. Uh, yeah. For some years. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And um, but he had the clout at a certain point where it's like, I'm taking it back to my own. Well, I mean, he was yeah. still creator owned. Yeah. Everything Image. You yeah, I know. But like he took it out. He like, when is that that ever worked for anybody? Yeah. Where you like took something out of the safety of the image umbrella. Right. And went back. Yeah. Yeah. To the wild. Or and whatever. still finished strong and were able to produce two, three, four yeah. more great series on top Dude's of that. Dude's a total badass. Yeah. Definitely. Without question. But well, definitely a creator's his, creator. I hope he's made good, you know, a good living and continues to make a good living throughout his years for sticking to his guns and doing what he believes in because it it really is really good so if anyone hasn't checked out any of his stuff i uh i recommend it there we go awesome the ethan seal of approval i will not see any of you guys at emerald city next week sorry homie Uh, it's been rescheduled though so maybe this summer we'll see all right cool guys have a good night all right brother talk to you later see ya okay sorry about that uh it's uh, 1150. Well, uh, what was that? <laughs> Shitty Batman cartoons are better than no Batman. Wait, never mind. This is <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. A good, the Batman just wasn't good. I didn't like it. It wasn't good. I, didn't like I did love the Brave and the Bold. Uh, John Traverdick says the final episode of Brave and the Bold is one of the best endings in TV history. Uh, that is exciting. And I'm looking forward to that. I don't even remember what the final episode was. I can't remember what it was. You neither. Off the top of my head. For the life of me, I can't remember. Regardless, whatever. Uh, Brandon Barnes, our old pal, was considering dropping Hellblazer because he hasn't been keeping up with it, but because uh, he thought it couldn't compare to the 90s. But thanks to the talk with Brian Domingos. Yeah, stick it. Definitely. He's giving it a go. Definitely stick around. Um, the thing I was saying about Black Label before he called, I do think that DC now is going to try and put anything that they think is going to get any critical success literally anything any not a harvey or a whatever yeah like under black this is what john said to us on twitter he said strange adventures being on black label i think it's a marketing stunt to drape black label in the trappings of quote-unquote importance Mm. by bringing their miracle man part two or the next Watchmen to the imprint seems like an attempt to juice their strange black label launch totally and and it's more of this just like yeah we didn't need vertigo see we didn't need it we got a new thing this is where it all goes. And it's really, really, really important. There. <laughs> it's really important. <laughs> Which, whatever. I don't know. I That's fine, I guess. And maybe this story is going to end up in a place where we don't want it to tie into regular Adam Strange, you know, continuity. 
Maybe we I mean, can, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we won't be able to look at that character over the same again after we see his penis. You know, I don't know. <laughs> they're not going to show us his penis. If they wouldn't let us see Batman's penis, they're we learned that lesson. Show us Adam Strange's we penis. Definitely learned that lesson. Mm. Uh, next week is Bloodshot. Next weekend, are we going? Are we going to go? Are uh, we going to do this? We can try. <laughs> <laughs> we can try. What does that mean? Uh, next week is Bloodshot. Yes, yeah. correct. I don't know if anybody's fired up for it or not. I'm curious. I'm really curious as to how this is going to do. Vin Diesel is definitely a star. I don't know how much star power he has outside of Fast and Furious franchise stuff because it's been a long time since we've seen him in a lead role. But he has done other action movies. It's been a long time. <laughs> like outside of Fast and Furious stuff, they've been making a Fast and Furious movie like every other year. Like yeah. it's kept them really busy. But uh, all that means is that he's been a constant presence in the action movie sphere. Let me Mabel is barking, but she can't do movement. I don't disagree. She, your wife is asking you a question. She said, "Baby girl." Oh. I don't. It's not what she calls me. Oh, so. I thought she said. <laughs> I thought she said, "Babe, where is?" I don't disagree that he hasn't been. That he has not been around. I don't know if he has the star power to pull people into this movie. Neither, and also, I'll take it further. I don't know if Bloodshot has the name. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I'm think, curious. I think that that will be the issue if the movie's a flop it will not be because of vin diesel people know who vin diesel is true he's a known quantity and nobody who is a fan of vin diesel is gonna go yeah but he's not playing dom so i don't know how do we know that i mean like look at i don't know do you only see tom cruise movies if they're mission impossible look what happened to bigger movie stars than him look at uh the first prince of bel-air for example gemini man it's a total tank complete you know yeah but will smith is still one of the most popular stars in hollywood he's not bringing people into theaters on his own anymore a shitty movie no he's made a string of shitty movies that have not brought people into theaters he makes more choices Possibly, but I mean, when they bank on this star power, which may or may not even exist like it used to anymore. I don't know. I'm worried about Bloodshot is what I'm saying. I think the trailer Why looks cool as well. worried about Bloodshot? I want <laughs> Valiant to make good Valiant movies. All right. And let's I want look, another let's, universe let's, let's look at the budget for Bloodshot. I I'm bet just, it's small. If it makes... If it makes fifty million next weekend, I think that's a massive success for it. That's a lot for most movies. I, well, anymore when we're talking superhero stuff, no, a billion. Is Hold what on, we need. no, 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 <laughs> nobody is gonna. The budget for Bloodshot was forty-two million dollars. Nobody is expecting Bloodshot to operate on the level of Avengers. No, I, I don't think most people are, but studios <laughs> they definitely think like that. Now, obviously, yeah, this is going to be the first Valiant outing. And I just hope it's good. I really hope it's good. I want it to be good. And do you hope it's good? I love Vin Diesel in such a cheeseball way. You know what I mean? Because like you can't say the guy is a great actor. <laughs> He's not. He's good well, at what he does. You could. He's very good at what he does. You could. I'm just I'm a little worried about this. And we haven't seen any early reviews or anything. You know, they haven't really leaked anything to, so I, we'll see. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, John Sims uh, says, I'm a Riddick nerd. Hey, Matt and I loved The Chronicles of Riddick, and oh, yeah. don't let him tell you otherwise. They're terrible movies. I love them. They're terrible movies. We went and saw that 
I had not even seen Pitch Black, which is not a movie about Riddick. You don't he's need, just a character in Pitch Black. You don't, they retroactively, they were like, yeah, now he's a legend and he's done all this <laughs> right. other stuff. <laughs> I mean, by default, he's the coolest guy in Pitch Black because he's got silver eyes. Well, he's also like the baddest dude. Yeah, right. He's the murderer. Uh, but yeah, we went and saw that stupid ass Chronicles of Riddick movie with the fucking aliens that turn into air or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like Judy phased Dench, around or something. What was Judy Dench doing there? I think they phased or something along those lines. But they wore like this <laughs> giant armor yeah. and they were the reason, they, like, they were the people that like killed his whole, like they used, wasn't it like they used him and his people to kill a bunch of people Shit, and then man. they exterminated them? I don't remember I don't that recall. at all. I remember uh, it was really pretty and everybody in it was really good and Vin Diesel's dialogue was so fucking bad yeah and we walked out of that movie and were like yeah that was fun it was like a that scene fun where they like send the dog things to kill him and he's running from the dog things i don't remember that and then he gets stuck and they find him and he's sitting petting the dog thing and he's like i guess the beast knows uh, recognize another beast when he sees one you know it was like <laughs> what had he just had his wisdom teeth out no that's how he talks oh, all right <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, John says, I think Vin Diesel bought the character after he played him in Pitch Black. Uh, I believe that is true. I think up. he did. He is like the executive producer behind anything Riddick, whatever. I don't think we're going to see any more. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Bloodshot looks fine. Uh, the trailer, the trailer is cool. Yeah. The effects look I cool. Just, I want it to be good. It's like it. Relatively speaking, for a Hollywood movie, their investment in it is pretty low. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm I, not worried that I it's going to at least make its money back. Valiant's in a good place where they could maybe make some slightly edgier movies without, like, trying to go full Deadpool like DC has done with some stuff. Yeah. And, and just, like, there is a market for that. A slightly edgier, a little more violent hero movie that is for slightly more adult crowds, stuff like that. And Valiant's a great place to do that. If you read their comics, that's exactly what they do. You know, it is very heady, very mature stuff in a very real world setting. I hope, I hope that's what they do with this movie. <laughs> he also produced the Riddick video games, which were great at the time. Uh, that's true. People uh, that uh, it's Escape from Butcher Bay is the subtitle. Something like that. Yeah, uh, I played people that. People really love that game. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good game. It's a good old first-person shooter. All right. Let's introduce this new question. Of the Look, week we've here. got voicemails. Oh, that's We right. have to Sorry. answer the question ourselves. Sorry, it's like you've never done this before. We have two voicemails? All right. We do. Oh, we got Jason. We got nope. one from Jason and one from Jimmy. All right. Let's see what they got. Take it away here, Jimmy. I'm going to shut down our, our regular. My wife is firing up the dogs to express her power. That's fun. Why would you assume that she's the reason he's barking? I guarantee that's what it is. I've, okay. I've heard him bark at nothing for hours. G'day, guys. It's uh, Jimmy Jimmy here. Uh, no MP3 this week because my computer is being a complete piece of shit. Oh. And, um, yeah, it's just not working. I, I apologize. I had an interview with Christian Bale lined up to talk about his role in the new that Thor movie. Bummer. But you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, so my answer to the Props. question of the week, I still want to give it. Um, I have a little ritual every Wednesday. I, uh, I get my books and I finish work and I, I run myself a bubble bath. And you know, it's not too hot because I don't want to sweat because I like to read my comics in the bubble bath. I'll um, maybe, maybe roll Is myself a little, real? little something something. Skin up a little bifter or whatever they call them, 
um, and get a bit stony, bro. And um, but also, I might get a bit of fruit and chop up some fruit to eat while I'm reading comics. What is in the bath. going on? Like a bit of mango. You guys need to eat mango in the bath. It is a transcendent experience. So that's my answer. Um, hopefully, my goddamn computer will be fixed by next week, and I can still make MP3s that make me laugh. So anyway, yep. Thanks. I love you guys. Jimmy out. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of psychopath? Read for uh, comics in the bathtub. That is insane. Look, man, some people don't really aren't really all hung up about. That's insane. Or maybe he's very careful. That is. You don't know. Insanity. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, also eating mangoes. What kind of weirdo so. eats in the bathtub? <laughs> It's like some Caligula shit. I, don't ba- know, I man. mean, the bathtub is a sacred place for some people. I don't know. Uh, I myself have not uh, taken a bath since I was literally a child. Yeah, I'm an adult, so I take <laughs> showers. Thank you. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, <coughs> all right, Jason Sachs. No, real quick. One thing Jimmy brought brought up that uh, we did not talk about on the show: Christian Bale has been cast as uh, a character in Thor Four. He's the bad guy. And, uh, Tessa Thompson told Entertainment Tonight that he is the villain. And he's going to be the the guy that runs Roxxon, the the Minotaur. That, there's some talk about that. Like uh, he could also, is playing he could also be the God Butcher. Nah, he's going. There, no way they're going to go there. Why? It's too big. Too. Oh. B- Come on, it's too big for it's one. It's not too big. If they're going to introduce Roxxon and stuff like that, I don't think no. He's Matt, good. Matt, we just had a 21 movie saga about magic rocks that turn people to dust. I'll bet you two hundred dollars that he's not the God Butcher. That's not the point. I'll bet you 200 bucks. No, no, no. What, That's not the point. Your statement that he, it's, it's too big. It's, it's too, too big to address in a movie. That's bullshit. I'm not saying it's too big to address in a movie. I'm saying that whole idea is going to is too big and they're going to want this Thor might be the last Thor movie. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get a nice, neat package that probably introduces something else. But I don't think we're getting more Thor after this. If we do, it might be Jane. It'll depend. Maybe. Uh, but you know, I think it, I think there's a strong choice that he'll play. It's going to be Roxxon. Dario Agger. Is we his already name. know that like occasional Roxxon's Minotaur Dario Agger playing a major part in uh, this movie. See, I had not heard that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I it, he's and he's sort of like an evil Bruce Wayne, which is a pretty neat kind of sure thing to do. It with turns Christian into a Bale. Minotaur sometimes. Uh, but uh, Grant. <laughs> Adam Wednesday says Grant Morrison is known to read comics in the bath, but that doesn't help the sanity argument. Yeah, he's a fucking crazy person. <laughs> All right, Jason Sachs. Hey, it's Jason Sachs calling from the heart of the plague. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm working from home now. There's no traffic now. Everyone is hiding out in their little houses. Uh, runs get canceled. Sporting events get canceled. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what a place to be. What a time for us to be around. Um, so... What do I like to do when, uh, what's my favorite comic book ritual? Um, it's kind of like everyone else. Like one of my, my absolute favorite rituals is just to pick a stack of like 10 or 12 comics, sit down and just read a random set of books and just like have a completely diverse set of experiences. So like right now what's at my list is, uh, I'll just go through my list. Uh, first is uh, rereading Adam Strange, or Strange Adventures, number one, which is freaking amazing. Um, they have this Dell comic called Toka Jungle King, a 90s book called Eben, Neil Gaiman's Wheel of Worlds, number one, Ditko's Monsters, Conga vs. Gorgo, uh, The Sunrunners from Pacific Comics, 1980, a hollow foil comic called Everett Artisan's Night Shift, Richie Rich Riches, 
Um, and then the dollar comic of Swamp Thing with uh, Adam Strange. So, like, it's just fun to just sit and relax and, like, not know what's going to happen in the thing you're reading. It takes away all the stress of, like, worrying if the plague is going to affect you and you're suddenly going to start puking out your lungs or something. What a cheerful thought to end my call with. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> so, Jason says, uh, Computer, pick me nine completely random <laughs> comics from time itself. You know, that's fun, though. That's yeah. totally fun. You know what? I used to do that when I was uh, when I was a younger teen. I would like, I would dig through my boxes of stuff, which were not in any order whatsoever, and I would just grab a few things that were like, I'm in the mood for that. I'm in the mood for that. And I would just have a stack of like weird random crap that I had probably already read a thousand times before. Sure. But that's what you do when you're a kid. You reread stuff over and over. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I just loved like plopping down on the couch with a stack of weird random books that I pulled out of my collection. Right. Um, See, I had like X-Men Day where I just like. Oh, yeah, that's good. Definitely. Like I had like I want to say it was like Thursday when I was younger. I can't remember. But it like I would get my new stuff. Well, there used to be new comic Thursday. That yes, many moons ago. I get my new stuff and I would read it that day. Boom, done. Burn through it. So, but I think it was like Friday or Saturday. Like I wanted to read more, and so I would have my X Men day where I would just like go into my X Men collection and read a storyline or read a standalone issue again, and just be like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> you know, like sure. <laughs> loved it. Uh, Jason, uh, don't feel too bad. I compulsively touch my mouth and face, so I am definitely gonna get infected. I touch my beard. I do. I touch my beard a lot. I gotta, uh, get, I gotta get over that. And so. Matt's wife works at the med center, so this place is probably crawling with cooties. No, the med center is the place to be, man. Mm. You go there and you walk out cured. Okay. Mm. You mm. go to the hospital in Texas, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> we learned it's that true. the hard way. Nebraska medicine. And Ebola, way more hardcore than this shit. <laughs> yeah. We got one of the best uh, facilities yeah. on the planet. Proud to say it. Uh, we do have a new voicemail from I Harvey Locust. Got a call to prayer. Hey, nerds, Locust here. Just wanted to give a nerd alert out um, at Walmart. Right now they have the, I think, the latest current seasons of the Berlantiverse DC shows and Titans um, for $10 a season. Um, I'm not sure all what seasons they have there, but I know they have the complete first season of Titans, and I picked it up for 10 bucks on Joe's recommendation, so I hope it's good. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. God bless you, Harv. Still buying physical media. <laughs> uh, that's cheap as heck, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good on you, Harv. Good looking out. You guys want some DVDs? Get down to Walmart. Yep. Got plenty. Thanks. <laughs> All right. We have our... Uh, was that your answer then, X-Men Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my old ritual. I used to have, like, X-Men Day. And I, I don't really have that anymore. No. Now, I mean, it just... I'm forced to read stuff for their stupid show, and I don't get to enjoy comics. Yes, because we made it into a living, yes. and then we a made, living. Well, we. <laughs> no, I don't mean this. I mean when we were in the comic shop. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, before before I got the job uh, that fateful day at Krypton, um, I uh, got my first job after coming back from college, uh, where I had to actually commute in. Uh, like a distance. I used to live in a small town in Iowa called Tabor, about 40 miles away, 45 miles away. Um, it's gone now. Wiped from the map. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so I would commute in uh, to work downtown and I, on one, on Wednesdays, I would drive to my comic shop, which was at the time ground zero on um, 50th and G. 
It used to be in that plaza where Baker, with Baker's. Right. Um, and that's where I met, like, for the first time. Uh, do you remember John Sullivan? Yeah, I remember John Sullivan. Yeah, like, that's yeah. where I met John Sullivan for the first time. Um, and, yeah, I would go and uh, uh, just search through, like, every rack, even the racks of stuff that I didn't buy. Like, there was a bunch of vertical stuff. I just like to look at everything. Um, and then I... Uh, at some point discovered Krypton and I split my time between the two shops. And then eventually I realized that <laughs> ground zero was terrible. And Run by a madman. <laughs> well, it's, it, it changed ownership at some point during that time and it went downhill fast and I got out. Um, but <clears throat> whenever it was Wednesday, I would leave work, go to the comic shop, get my stuff, talk to the guys. And then I would drive until I could find a restaurant that was dead. Like it, it could it might have been like a Chinese restaurant or like a fast food place, it, like anywhere that was totally dead where I could just sit down and read in peace. I loved it. It was like my my favorite thing to do was just like go and relax. I didn't have to not drive all the way to Tabor. Just like hang out, decompress, read comics. Sounds sounds lonely. Oh, no, no. And dark. No, I was with people all day. Mm. I was with people all day. Mm. I had just come from a store full of people. Sounds desperately sad. No. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I became a comic shop retailer and stopped doing that stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Started reading on the toilet like the rest of us. I started reading on the toilet like the mm-hmm. rest of us. All right. What's our new question of the week? Uh, Real quick. What? Hey, nerds. Justin Robert Fletcher. Uh, 2011, if you go by Marvel time. Oh, Sorry, they're having a set. I was trying to figure out things in the chat. Never oh. mind. All right, we do have a new question. It was submitted by Lord Stephen Fino, the THN Master of Coin. Miss that guy. We haven't heard from him in a while. Maybe this will get him to call. This is via the THN forums. I just adopted a cat who I have named Lady Macbeth. So before I get murdered in my sleep so that she can usurp my title as Master of Coin, who is your favorite fictional cat? Fictional cat? Yep. Now, he says fictional, so don't worry about just sticking to comics. Fictional cat. Yeah, there are many. I have to think about that. Yeah. All right. Good question. Okay, then. All right, we'll talk about kitty cats next week on the show. Thank you to everybody that called in today. I got to go out and fix a fence because it blew over the other day, which is neat. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to get to that. Uh, Call us. Tell us about your favorite fictional kitty cats. You can leave us a message at 402-819-4894. You can call us live next week. You can send us an mp3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. You know the rules. Thank you, everybody that chatted and watched us on Facebook. That was fun. Good day today. Fun discussion. Hope to see you next Saturday. But right now, this is Joy Nerd. Signing off.